Evergreen is like that's the new uh, like marketing word for stuff that doesn't go out of fashion. Like <clears throat> like DC will always publish the Watchmen. Okay. The Watchmen is evergreen. Just every year they publish a new fucking edition of it. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So like, your podcast would be an evergreen plug. Yeah. Versus, yeah. I'll be here on October the you know whatever. Yeah. Hey, so how about this? So how about this? I'm Alan Dempsey. And I am Rafiq Shaheen. And with us is Tampa's very own... Oh, David Wayne. Oh, there we go. Davey Wavy. Yeah, Davey true. Wavy. That's, uh... <laughs> I heard that's what you were going to start calling yourself on stage. Was, no. Was, no. no, it wasn't? Oh, no. I don't know where I got that. <laughs> it's just a bit I do is all. It's funny because there's actually... In the bit, I started doing it. And, um... Jeff Klein, another local comic, he happens to be gay, and his husband watches this YouTube guy who's named Davey Wavy. Oh. And he's like a gay, like, in-shape buff dude, and like, hairless, greases himself up, takes crazy photos, and will just sit in front of a camera and rant shirtless about stuff. Maybe not rant, but... So I was hashtagging stuff on Instagram, hashtag Davey Wavy, and I was getting followed by all these gay guys. <laughs> and I had no idea why. And then Jeff Klein heard me do the bit, and he goes, oh, just to let you know, there's a gay guy named Davey Wavy. I was like, that explains it. I, I, would, I thought I was blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> I would love if that dude was getting like a bunch of like. How dare you? I know, shut the fuck up. You uh, put a nickel in the cell phone jar, sir. <laughs> I would love if that dude was getting like a ton of follows from like Legion of Skanks members. Oh yeah, <laughs> like in exchange, he's like all these dudes who are into like Slayer and Metallica keep on following me. Also, yeah, it just goes the opposite way. Yeah, so like we want to recreate. Well, I shouldn't say we. I'm kind of being forced to recreate like a lot of his photos. Oh, that's great on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Wait, who's forcing you? No <laughs> but everyone's like, dude, has the mob approached you? Hey, here's what's gonna happen, yo. No, but they were like, it'd be great, like promotion, like that could go viral or something. I'm like, yeah, but then they find out that my jokes are not the cleanest of jokes, and it's not like I <laughs> right. Let, let me ask you a question. I'm not homosexual or homophobic or anything. But let me ask you something. Do you think that the people who follow the grease down? buff gay guy are looking for squeaky clean comedy <laughs> no probably not but that's true I didn't think about that they're sitting around they're like pull your dick out <laughs> like I finally have a fan base but it's right. people that I'm like I never thought you'd like me right. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you guys are here I'm not going to pull my dick out okay can we just start from that listen to what I have to say yeah. Pull your dick out! <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, like four years. So. Four years, so that's... Well, you started about around the time I ended, basically. Yeah, it's like four years, but really... I mean, everyone's got their stories. But the first year, or first two and a half years, essentially, I was only getting up once, maybe twice a week. <clears throat> okay. So you're not going to get good like that. You know what I mean? You're going to be longer. And then... Um, I was with my girl, and she switched to weekends, because I have to babysit her daughter, it's like a whole thing. So then I was getting up Monday through Friday, but she was working doubles on weekends, so I couldn't go out on weekends. So I started getting better, and people were like, hey, come do my show, but it's a Saturday, and I couldn't do it, because I had to babysit the kid, it was a whole, 
rigmarole, so. I don't know. That whole formula is so fucking weird to me now, right? Because, like, eight years in, getting up, like, Monday through Friday, then there's still a lot of that whole conversation of, like, hey, we know you, Mm -hmm. right? But it's like, no one goes, hey, come in on the weekend, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's that whole thing of, like, yeah, you're going out and you're putting yourself out there more, and for what it's worth to anyone who even thinks about trying comedy you need to mm-hmm. but at the same point in time it's like being supportive does not translate into booking no like there, there's a weird dichotomy between we know you and we like you and we'll book you <laughs> mm-hmm. well I always <clears throat> I don't know how this has changed since I kind of walked away from the mic but when I was active uh there was a group that i always called the cool kids Mm -hmm. and it was like they all hung out together they all booked shows together yeah they all supported each other and i always i have every reason to believe that they all liked me they were fans of mine they respected what i did they you know i've got stories some of the ones that I thought didn't even know who I was, I've got stories of them going to people and telling them about me, yeah. you know? And it was like, why didn't you invite me into the Cool Kids Club? Like, why, can't, why, can't I be a, why can't I be part of your gang and go perform with you guys? Like, what did what did I do wrong? I don't, you know. Yeah. So you're, you're always cool kid Dude, that's, like that's so funny. I want to talk about this because the first time I met you, was was that that Chris Heiss show at the old Pegasus? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chris Heiss did like this, like he one, was like shooting a weird special. It was like a one man special. It was like ninety minutes or whatever he yeah. did. And then we all went and got food at some bar that Jacobs knew. Okay. And I got really fucked up in the parking lot before going in, and I got ended up throwing up in the bathroom at one point. Is this the night we all went behind the bar and got high? I think so. I'm not yeah, sure. that was that was the night that made me stop driving drunk because I goddamn near died. That <laughs> night. Yeah, <laughs> but we get in there and I'm throwing up, and then you were talking to Jacobs. We're all sitting at the table, and you're talking to Jacobs about like the comedy scene, I guess, in yeah. Tampa and all this stuff. And you're kind of like, you know, saying essentially what you were saying. A second ago, <laughs> yeah, but it was a little bit more intense, you know. What I well, mean? I was angry at the time, exactly, right? And then I was like, and I'm so fucked up that I'm sitting there, and I just met you, and I start getting paranoid. I'm like, is he gonna murder us? <laughs> <laughs> like for some reason in my head, I hadn't eaten all day, and then I could get <laughs> fucking hammered. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a minute. So I'm just like freaking out, and paranoid. It's just not. I just. I, I like how the connection <coughs> for you is like. If I don't eat all day, I, th- I just think people are going to murder me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I don't eat all day, drink a bunch of booze, and then sit next to this psycho. So wait, you're telling me that I got a little over-emotional about something? Yeah. St- oh, that's that can't... I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Couldn't that's have possibly been me. That's bizarre. No, it was cool. But it was just like, that's just my... And the problem is I got so fucked up, I had to get an Uber driver to come, like, pick me up. I've never Ubered. And at the time, I was living in Newport Ritchie. Oh, holy shit. So I had to Uber from Tampa to Newport Ritchie. And then my girl drove me back to the bar the next morning to get my car. And I didn't realize how bad of the neighborhood we were in. (laughs) But it was pretty bad. I was like, man, I'm surprised my car's in one piece. No one broke into (laughs) it. 
And then Koopo fell asleep in his car before he was going to drive home and ended up waking at like waking up at like 6:30 in the morning like oh shit and then just drove home. There's a certain honor amongst poverty where like at a certain level you're like we're not going to break into anyone's car because we know nobody in this neighborhood has anything worth stealing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, a base model Corolla, right. so I don't think he's fucking with it. I think that was if <clears throat> I'm almost certain that was the night that bar that you're talking about was mm-hmm. it was a weird it was like a hole in the wall bar, mm-hmm. but everything was like neon lights. Yeah. Right. And like everything was like blue and pink. And the girl behind the bar was really cute and couldn't wait to tell everybody at the bar about how she was a nudist. And like at some point during the night, her tits fell out. And it I don't was. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, That's how fucked up I was. <clears throat> but it was like. It was long enough ago at the time that I was like trying to get to know her because mm-hmm. I've hung around some of those circles. Yeah. Now I've gotten old and grumpy enough to be like, oh, she's just can't wait to tell everybody how interesting she is. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't need to see her naked that bad to sit here and listen right. to her fucking horse shit. Exactly. You know? Well, that was the thing because I had eaten all day and John's like, oh, I know this little bar they have wings and, and chicken fingers and shit and we're like, sweet. So we go there and John's like, bad news, new owner. They don't have any food. And I was like, oh no. They had like <laughs> they had like bags of chips you could buy. I was like, I don't even oh. want to deal with that shit, but So it was a weird night. But we ended fun. up in a circle, Rafiq, you know how bad I am when I smoke the weed. And uh, we ended up in a circle smoking weed and it was that moment of like, I should not do this and I it took right. one hit. Passed it. It went back around to me. I'm like, am I really going to do another? I guess I am. <laughs> and then <clears throat> when I get high, David, I don't I don't get high like normal people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my friends who do a lot of weed, when I tell them my high stories, they go like, oh, you shouldn't do weed. Yeah. You know. Not at once. Every, right. I fucking, everything gets weird and fractal, and like, time starts splitting into these oh, like, wow. like, I'm in the conversation, okay, we're talking about this Yeti mic. Mm-hmm. That I know, oh shit, I don't know what he's saying. Because I'm thinking about what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, he said that he likes the light on it. Okay, so we're talking about the light. <laughs> on the oh, fuck, he's still talking. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, so you're in your own head. <clears throat> yeah, totally. That happened with Dave Hines. I went to his house and he got fucked up. And I just, like, like Tim C was supposed to come over, like another comic. And he's like, hey... And I was like, hey, is Tim coming over? He goes, nah, he's not coming over. And, like, the way he said it, I was like, what? And it was, like, the first time hanging out with Dave, like, at his house. So it was very similar. For some reason, when I get really fucked up and I don't know the person that well, (laughs) they're going to murder me. (laughs) So I'm, like, stuck in his couch. I can't move. And he's telling me all about, like, uh, what was that? What do you used to do? Kava comedy? Yeah, yeah. He's telling me all that. So I'm, I'm carrying on a conversation with him about it. But in my own head, I'm like, he's gonna murder yeah, me. Meanwhile, I don't know. Meanwhile, Dave's slowly getting undressed, putting on his ceremonial robe, just pacing back and forth for the <laughs> night. Kava, is that still a thing? Kava comedy? No. I don't think so. But it the, was a, it was a, just a comedy show at a Kava bar, right? Yeah. No, they like, were like supposed trying to be like an organization that booked, like other rooms, but yeah. it was always at Bola. Well, like there, there was always. There was like two groups at the time. There was like the, uh, Cigar City Comedy, mm-hmm. right, which was like 
Matt Fernandez, Law Smith, Joe Riga, right. Weingarten, yeah. Weingarten. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a like a whole collection. Krishna, you know, and I think that group still exists, but like I'm not entirely certain. But like, uh, it was them, and then like Kava <laughs> started coming around. I guess as like a challenger to be like, okay. yeah, we like we'll book all the kids who are in the cool <clears throat> like. Cigar Kids City, Club, yeah. yeah, Cigar City Club thing, you know, it's just like... What? So, in the last, like, not long, game? last, like, <laughs> month and a half, I've started going to Kava bars and getting into Kava, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't comprehend comedy, <laughs> like, existing in that world, Oh because yeah. it's just, first of all, Kava's not like a, <clears throat> there's something about being drunk where it, like, it brings you down. It depresses you, but it also jacks your stupidity way up. Mm-hmm. Right. Do either of you drink kava? I have. No. I honestly, I drink kava, and I'm like, this just tastes like dirty dishwater. Oh, it like, tastes I don't, terrible. I don't, I don't know why I, mean, I would. The people who myself to this. the people who do it a lot still will I, I tell you. It's used. Is kava the one that's like an opioid? Yeah. So <clears throat> and there's kratom. I don't know what that is. They, they're so <clears throat> they're both similar. Like okay. My understanding is like kava is it's what people kinda. drink to get off of heroin and shit, right? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> well, okay, so kava bars will they label themselves as sober bars? Mm-hmm. That's horseshit. Because kava fucks you up. It's a different, yeah. you know. So, <clears throat> so you got booze. So you got the booze that's bringing you down. You're slower. You're dumber. You know, things are reaction time. Reaction right. time, yeah. but it's also jacking up your sil- like it's it's a depressant that is like really intense because mm-hmm. you're stupider and you're louder and everything's way fucking funnier. Right. Yeah. You know, that's a comedy drug. You know, I, I I'm mellow enough to sit in this seat, but my stupid's high, so I can laugh at the funny man. Yeah, weed's the same way too. Like, Kava. Is all just about dampening. And the stupid... You're still smart. You can totally function in a drive and do everything you gotta do on Kava. But you're just completely... You have no emotions. And you have no reaction to anything. And something really fucking hilarious happens. And you go, that was funny, man. And like, I can't... Like, I can't... So it's like an antidepressant where it just evens you out, where you don't have, you don't care. About that's what anything. it does to me, okay. and that's yeah. why I started drinking it because I stopped smoking e-cigarettes and yeah. I was freaking the fuck out. So I started dampening. Look, I have to dampen my emotions somehow. Right. Yeah. So I guess I'll do it with kava. It's better so than a, yeah, drinking always, myself into oblivion. Yeah, drinking or you know, smoking. I see, for me, that that like <clears throat> I've always had like a weird state because like I'm typically a placid kind of person. Like on you're the pretty fucking anxious though, man. That's true, but I mean, like on the like on the surface. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you're a comedian, yeah, right? right? I'm just saying, like on the surface, like when people see me or interact with people, I'm just like, hey, man, what's up? <clears throat> right. right. But like, part of the reason why I don't do drugs is because like I always have a weird fucking mindset. So like, when I is weed a drug? Yeah. Okay, because you do weed. Yeah, I've but, been around you. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> Let, not let, a drug. Let, let, me give, let me give you an example of what fucking happened to me at work, right? Okay. Co-worker comes up to me and he goes, hey man, what you thinking about? And then that moment I was, I had to stop and I was like, well, I'm wondering if time is real or a shared illusion. 
I'm also wondering what's for lunch, and I was wondering what an anthropomorphic gay house would look like. So I go, what would that be like on Coke? It's not going to be a good thing. How is this not a bit? This is perfect. (laughs) Well, on Coke, I think you're just going to pick one of those three and then just go do it. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> like you go build an anthropomorphic <laughs> house. house. You just have to do it. I, like I was like, you're gonna I... go to a buffet and just go all. Have out. you ever done coke? No, no. In, in I, my, I go out. In, sorry. in my head, like I was picturing the house with like the fucking eyelashes, mm-hmm. like just going like hello boys, and like rolling out like a red carpet for like a group of sailors. And I was like, what the f-? like? And it's like I can't imagine having that imagination. While I'm fucking amped up on drugs, going like, yeah, man, let's talk about this forever, you know, like, because I already talk too much now. Like, <laughs> you know, man, the adverse effect where it, like, calms you down, that's the whole... Who knows? I, I kind The big thing that kind of dissuaded me from getting into the whole drug scene is, like, that I say this with as much love for my brother Oscar as possible, but, like, he used to do a lot of coke. That he's not gonna care if his name. All right, <laughs> I have to keep censoring this fucking guy because yeah, he yeah. keeps spitting names out on this podcast. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's a microphone here, man. Yeah, and every every time I've told you who we get mentioned and who we can't, all so right, who gives a fuck. But like the thing with Oscar is like he did a shit ton of coke at one point in time in his life, and he gave himself fucking epilepsy. Holy God! And. Like, <clears throat> When I was a kid, there was one day when we went to visit him, and we're all sleeping in, like, me and the rest of my brothers are sleeping in a hotel room, and I wake up in the middle of the night because somebody's thrashing on the bed, and it's like a fucking Kurosawa scene. Like, I wake up and literally, like, blood's just spraying the walls. Whoa! Because he bit his tongue during a seizure. Oh, wow. Is is Coke responsible for that, or was he just epileptic? No, that's what the fucking doctor says, that he did so much cocaine that he fucking gave himself epilepsy. And so, when you're 12, you're like... That's called partying hard. Right, when you're 12, you're like, that? Never (laughs) do that. I'm good. (laughs) There's nothing romantic about what I just... Yeah. Right? The idea of someone taking, like, a fucking bump in a like barroom bathroom to fucking get up there i'm like yeah no i see how this ends it's not a fun moment i'm good you can do it i'll like i'll support your right to do it just don't ask me to like that's fine yeah my brother did all the uh the 90s kid drugs it was you know hallucinogens Mm -hmm. weed shroom shroom all that shit and um to my knowledge all he does now is smoke weed and he'll he'll drink every now and then but he doesn't even get like hammered it's just weed yeah but he was telling me about coke and this terrifies me this is like one of for me it's there's the cautionary tales but there's also like no that doesn't sound (laughs) you know he said you know before i had ever done any drug and he was trying to explain to me what it was like he was like with weed you can get there you can draw a line and go this is where i want to go weed will get you where you want to go and then you can stop he said, with Coke, the line always gets pushed further. Yeah. You go, I want to get there. You get there, and then it's like, mm, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. And then you get to the next level. I'm just not right there where I so need to gotta, be. You just got to keep doing <laughs> You got to keep doing Coke. Yeah. That's what I always heard. Uh, Kupo used to say that. He was like, 
It's like the only time I really want to do coke is after, right after I've done coke. <laughs> <laughs> like then I just want to keep doing it, you know. And I'm like, yeah, see, that scares me. I'm a big guy. I can't. <laughs> this shit increases your heart rate. I don't want to even go down that road. Oh, so you, you just remind me of something. I I couldn't stop speaking of fucking weird ideas. I couldn't stop laughing at this earlier today because I was looking at myself in the like changing mirror at work. And I realized it's like I've hit this weird point of fit fat where I can't tell if the pain in my right arm is from working out all the time or because I'm having a fucking stroke. <laughs> like, is it like, numb from the curls? Right. Or from the cheese curls. I don't know which one. It, it's just shit like that where like when you're talking about like fucking doing drugs and being worried about like your size and everything I'm like all that stuff's already at play in my head yeah like when you were talking about me being an anxious person I go like yeah that wheel's already turning so like but on the surface when people see me I'm like no I've got this I'm an adult like I <laughs> I tried I never really fleshed it out it was around the time I was giving up but I tried this idea on stage about like the main reason I never became a drug addict was just like it it just seems exhausting because all you're doing is looking for acquiring looking for and it was it was like I can't remember how I phrased it now but the idea was like like I just don't want another full-time job like I'm just yeah. I'm too yeah. I'm basically too lazy to be a drug right. addict that's yeah. why it's got nothing to do with my health it's got nothing to do with immorality like it just people. seems exhausting to be constantly chasing the drug it's like you yeah. gotta meet people and then you gotta exchange phone numbers and keep a contact like, <laughs> I don't like doing that for anything right much less for a drug boo it, there was a guy that a comic buddy of ours used to introduced when he was using uh who he called satan which it, it it was always a weird moment because he'd be like he'd be like oh uh i'm gonna go hang out with satan <laughs> and he'd be like, and it's you like, too right and it's like you like we had met the guy and part of me goes like if you're calling your friend satan in a derogatory <laughs> way like the kind of persuasion oh the guy didn't refer to himself as satan no i thought you were saying like he inter- like hi I go by Satan no no no, no. like our like our mutual buddy <laughs> that's great could refer to this guy as Satan and would go, like I hang out with this guy all the time right I hate him he's the devil exactly and that was always his res- and it was one of those things where I would go if you have to refer to your friend like that in order to dissuade yourself from spending time with him maybe you shouldn't spend time with him. Maybe there's nothing really there for you. Yeah. Like, were you there? I don't think you were, David. Rafiq, were you there the night we were out with Jacobs at the reservoir, and we ran into the most insane woman in the world who was telling us about being Baker acted for like setting a friend's house? Oh and, yeah! Oh my God! This is <clears throat> such a comedian story. We're at this bar. I guess I know the res. Yeah, yeah. I know for yeah. This girl and this guy she was with. I think they may have actually been at the show. I don't think they just came up to us. Okay. Like, I think they, oh, those are the guys, you know. And um, <clears throat> dude was like, I, I can't visually, like, I don't know if I can explain it just with my voice. But, like, it was that thing of, like, never looking at any one thing and just constantly, like, turning his back on everybody and just, like, 
you know, clearly yeah. dealing with his drug problem. Scatterbrain. <clears throat> you know. Or like, yeah, but squirrel, not even like. Squirrel, squirrel. <clears throat> yeah, but like not even involved. Not even like, hi, I'm so and so, and then go scatter. Like, I'm dealing with my meth right now. Oh, right. I'm yeah. dealing with my meth. It's like, hey, how, ah, get the demons <laughs> like. But right. I mean, I don't think he said a word. She was beautiful. She was a 10. But just like opened, like. Hello, I'm so and so. I have Benoit balls in my pussy, and just was like <laughs> telling us about her Benoit balls that are currently in her pussy at that moment. What the hell's a Benoit ball? <clears throat> it's these little things that you like put up your pussy. We all have pussies, <laughs> and <clears throat> you basically like kegel them to like strengthen your pussy muscles. Oh, so you're just doing kegels with it? Mm-hmm. But she couldn't stop, and then she just she would tell like she had this. Uh, she was like. The languid drunk, like, oh, hello, I'm going to tell you a story. You know, with the cigarette and the, uh, you know, like, classy drunk lady. You know what I mean? And turns into, like, a rich, like, bitch. Like, that was her vibe. Yeah, her vibe was very, like, classy, mellow, drunk lady. But everything that came out of her mouth was terrifying. She was talking about, and just... She had this like little smirk on her face the whole time, like, let me tell you guys some fun little stories about my interesting life. And just like the time she got Baker acted for setting her roommate's bathroom on fire because she annoyed me, smirk. Right. You know, and then, like, and then for me, the line in the sand was when she was in the institution, she said, and I kept putting dead bugs up my pussy just to annoy the orderlies. <laughs> and I thought, all I thought was, wow, you really showed them. <laughs> what? Are the orderlies fucking her? <laughs> I don't know. Just because they have to make sure that the patients aren't, you know, putting uh, bugs in their pussies. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that's part of your job description. They probably name that check after her now. <laughs> They're like, make sure you give all the patients... <laughs> the a, Sally. A Sally check. And they're like, what is that? Oh, rookie, let me show you. You got proper legs up on these stirrups. And you got to make sure there's no bugs in the right. pussies. But try to imagine that story coming out of the mouth of a ten... Mm-hmm. In this like smirky, aren't we just sharing urbane stories uh, back and forth? I hate that, dude. Like when people come up after a show or something, and they're like, "Oh, you're funny," and then they try to like just be funny to you, right? Or like, it's like or I'm like on your level. It's like, no, you're clearly not. Like, yeah, we got hired to be here. Like, no. it's like, why are you auditioning for me? Right. Like, it's yeah, weird. Exactly. Like they have to try to like seem funny and stuff, and I'm like. Dude, just hang out. You don't have to... Right. Dude, just be you. Like, tr- well, I never liked that. You guys will probably turn on me here. I never really liked that among comics. Every time I see comics in a circle, like, trying to outdo one another... Oh, that's annoying. I just walk uh, yeah. away. I have no interest. I don't yeah. want to watch it. I don't want to hear it. And I certainly don't want to try to jump in and... Me too, right, guys? Like, I, fuck yeah. that shit. I don't like that. I don't like when comics like try to run bits in a conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, are you running a bit right now? And they're like, no, it's just something I thought of. And I'm like, so you're running a bit right now. Right. I'm like, that's fine if you do that. Just tell me. Don't try to do it yeah, like that... on me without telling me so you can try to get a genuine reaction. First of all, I'm not your audience. Right. <laughs> right. You're trying to make other comics laugh. That that's always, that's always the distinction I've always made is because I go... 
if there is an idea that I have that I go, is this interesting or funny? I, you and I have talked a multitude of times, David. Where yeah. I just go like, hey man, what do you think about this idea? Like, yeah. or I'm working on this premise. Tell me what you think. Because I hate when someone just goes, oh, so you know how it's like. <laughs> hey, what's the deal? Right? <laughs> and then you're like, all right, cool, dude. You know we're both at the same open mic, and I just went up. So I'm going to see you do this in like five minutes. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, so frustrating. Have you ever noticed? What's the deal? Speaking yeah. of which, I want to give you kudos for last night, dude. Uh, like, you did a show at Vortex, and, oh, like, that shit was fucking solid, man. Oh, thank you. Like, that it's a fun room. Yeah, the like, audience was just too... I don't know if they were too... I shouldn't blame the audience, but what I've noticed was they didn't like any of my pussy-eating jokes. <laughs> well, <laughs> then they just weren't your audience. That's yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it was in St. Pete, and they were younger, like, white people. And, <laughs> so yeah. what? They don't eat pussy. I don't. What's That's the problem? What I thought, and I'm like, dude, we just don't want to hear about this from me. That's fine too. But I was just like, I don't like. They didn't like because even Brad, Brad did some jokes about like R. Kelly and all this stuff, and the audience like pulled back on it. And it's like, well, you didn't even hear the joke yet. He right. just said and R. Right. Kelly, and they're like, they're like real woke, if you will. Which I, I was just about to say, like, is it just the fact that you said pussy and now you're a sexist? Is that I, probably maybe. what happened? I don't know what it was, it, but, but I mean, the other stuff hit like the cleaner stuff. But there was one table that was digging it, so I was like, you guys are cool. The rest of you, <laughs> there's always a weird thing for guys like you and me where they, where people look at us. And they go, I think he's a scumbag, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? And it, it's always, like, for me, I always kind of revel in it because I love doing, like, a joke where it's like, this is clearly oversharing, but I don't care. Yeah. And then following it up with something, like, goofy and silly, being like, oh, by the way, I was fucking a midget. Anyway, have you guys ever wondered what it'd be like to cuddle a panda? Like, <laughs> have you ever, uh,. I guess you guys do different stuff. I always did angry, miserable. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm very angry and miserable. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> sometimes I found that when I did really well, this is a weird, if you do really well, people let you know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but there were times that I did really well and I could actually feel like people kind of avoiding me <laughs> like they took me real seriously oh, like yeah. they thought i was funny they enjoyed the act but they were like i don't really want to talk to that guy because oh, yeah. they it was like and they thought you were like, he's got demons on stage yeah. or something. well and it was that thing of like i meant everything i said but i'm also doing an exaggerated version of For sure. myself that's what people don't you know understand, right yeah. well it's so like it's that weird thing of, i started like, like that i used to be ranty and like, and because Bill Burr's like one of my favorite comics, sure. right. and the way he is, but it's like, well, I'm not, I'm a pretty big guy. Like Burr's tiny, and he's redheaded, and he's freckled, so that's automatically non-threatening. Well, he's got that high voice. Yeah, right. so people think it's non-threatening, but then you throw the Boston accent in there, and it's like a thing. But with me, it's like, well, he's just he'd be complaining about stuff, and it's like, so that's what I did. I would complain about stuff on stage and try to make it funny, but then I realized that's not really like how I am. It, yeah, so. if, if I had to make a comparison... Oh, you weren't like, actually speaking from your... I, 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 I am yeah. for sure. That's why I love our po- you know doing podcasts, because I can talk about the serious shit that really annoys me, and I don't have to be funny about it. Sure. Right. You can just be... I can just you. vent. Which is what they always said, like, if like Bill Hicks had a podcast. That way he could just do his serious venting shit. 
and then actually try to be funny, and then just on stage <laughs> just do jokes. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I I would go if I had to make a modern com- like a famous comparison to the three of us. I would go like probably Lewis Black for Alan. Big J Okerson for David and like Kyle Kinane for myself of like <clears throat> because to me as much as much as I would love to be like a guy like Big J I go there's a certain amount of like seriousness that I do that's yeah. followed by like this premise is inherently goofy and there's like no changing the <clears throat> nature of how goofy this uh, this thought is. Yeah. I don't know if I would embrace Lewis Black because I wasn't uh, I was never really political. Not necessarily political, but when I say like your ranty style, yeah, yeah. like old, like older ranty, angry. I go, I could imagine someone being like, "Oh yeah, he's kind of like you know." Someone said, uh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna really brag here." <clears throat> I was writing a bio, and I, I sent a text to like eight comic friends who I trusted, and I was like, "What are some words you would use to describe my style?" And one of them came back with uh, I'm trying to think of who it was somebody came back with like sinister sophistication <laughs> and I was like oh I'm using that yeah. I'm clickety click 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 excellent sinister sophistication I was that I couldn't have been more proud right. and I didn't even come up with it it's like a genteel <laughs> I just wrote my bio for a comedy festival that I submitted to and I just like I, it's, I fucking hate it because I'm like I'm sitting there bragging about myself and then you have to speak in the third person like you're this elitist <laughs> prick and it's just like um, David Wayne style incorporates right. and I'm just like oh god I don't want to type this right. you know? I, mean, I just feel like such an asshole well because like for it's funny because before you got here, we were talking about how you promote yourself, but it's like there's something inherent about self-promotion that is douchey. Yeah. You'd be like, 100%. oh, look at me. I'm such a badass. And it's like, you know who doesn't say that? Badasses. Right? Yeah. Like Other you, people say it about them. Right. You know You've mean? never seen The Rock come out like in a movie and just be like, oh, you know how badass I'm going to be in this film? Hey, just checking around minute 43. You guys trust me. That's gonna be the badass scene of this film, and just like walk off set, and you're like, you'd be like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's like what, like, uh, like when a comic bombs, and then you're just like, oh, it happens, you know, everybody bombs. Right. But then like they try to like prove to you that they're funny, and I'm like, uh, dude, you're making it yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, 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 I'm really funny. Like it's just a rough crowd. I'm like, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> I don't believe you now. You're like, <laughs> You are not funny. Yeah. Yeah, Big J was like, when I, I did a guest set for him, and I was scared to listen to the audio because I'm like, I don't want to hear it back because in my head it's way better than what it was sure. on the yeah. audio, you know? So, like, three months go by, and I finally listened to it, and I was like, holy shit, like, that's the best audio I ever had. Right. And every joke hit, and I was like, it felt so good, because I'm like, there's an audience for me out there. Sure. It's just someone else's audience, and I gotta, they have to find me somehow, you know? But it's nice to know that people will enjoy the fucked up shit that I say. Because it's, like, dirty, but it's, like, goofy dirty. You know what I mean? Right. And I always say, I want to be... All my favorite comics I call are successful fuck-ups. Okay. They're like people that are just like, when you see them, you're like, that guy doesn't look like he amounts <laughs> right, like to he anything. Doesn't. Right. Like right. Big J wearing wallet chains and fingerless gloves and like cut-off hoodies and right, shit. And like you're like 43. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dyed purple, blue hair. You're like, that guy is not doing anything. But it's like he is, though. <laughs> right, you know what right. I mean? And he it, found a way to make a living off of that 
Yeah, I, I always find the the act of trying to find out who your audience is always like a weird moment for me because like my audience, like I know it's close to Big J's, but it's not exactly Big yeah. J's. That's the thing. Every time like he let he's let me do a guest set or something like that for mm-hmm. him, there's always a moment where like I'm on stage, I'm looking out at his people, and I go like, "You guys are so close." to being in love with me but like there's something in <coughs> about me that's not you yeah and i don't know what that is yet i uh i probably told this story in another episode when i went to orlando i i was in orlando for about a year mm-hmm. not even like six months um <clears throat> i couldn't i couldn't pay the audience to laugh yeah <laughs> because everyone in orlando works at disney and they are trained to entertain a crowd. Yeah. So, I don't want to be shitty. There were some monsters out there. Mm-hmm. Some of those monsters barely told a joke. Yeah. But they had the audience by the balls. Yeah. Well, Orlando's always been more, I would say, a performance base. Right. Not all of them, but in you look at the people that have come out of there, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I always just use Preacher because he's the most recent. Like, Preacher right. Lawson. He's right. all over the place. He's very animated. He's got jokes, too, for sure. Oh, he's but definitely got material. Like, right. It's a lot of it he would, he can physically sell just off a look, a yes. facial expression, a, you know, a kick or something he does. Right. Where it's like, I'm not going to do any of that shit. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. so I have to rely on the words. So it's like, this is... I could do, when sucks. I was in Orlando, I could do my, I mean, my stuff that never failed. Mm-hmm. And just be like, what? What is happening right now? Because I'm grumpy, miserable guy. Yeah, right. and it's and like nobody. Well, and also, where, I'm in a tourist happiest, town. Everybody's yeah. there to fucking go to Disney. They're all right. want to go to the happiest place on earth, and, <laughs> right? And these winds are the most miserable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they sure did. They don't want to be bummed out. <laughs> but what was crazy? I don't know that I had an audience, but I think people in Tampa are kind of miserable. And I think I... Oh, yeah. I think I That's did. why I love it here. It's so fucking grimy and dirty. And it's people from everywhere else that live here. Yeah. Right. There's not that many people from here. I think a lot of people in Tampa were like, yeah, I get where this guy's coming. I mean, it depended on where you went. And, For sure. You know, sure. but I'll never forget the night I was at a... It's that movie theater. It's like... This it's like right next to this bar. I'm not even gonna try to tell you what it is. It's like one of those. It's like the pic, picture show. Whatever. That's it. Yeah, picture show. I remember that. They, I never went, but I knew about it. It's closed down now. Oh, did they? I heard they would go and just be like four comics there, and that's it. Right. I did a show at the picture show one night, and I was told beforehand that it was like, uh, like a professional singles group or something like that. Oh no! I fucking annihilated. Oh really? Because <clears throat> even though I. Yeah, they were all pent up because they weren't getting laid right, either. Yeah. Well, like, fuck these bitches. And they're like, yeah! So they're singles, but they're also professionals. Yeah. And I'm in there doing therapy jokes. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm in there doing, I'm so miserable because, and it was like, I found often that when I did, like, dating stuff or therapy stuff in front of, like, the 35 crowd. Yeah. That's... They, Usually they when I, I yeah like. yeah that's what I was saying like last night was a St. Pete audience and my experience is like St. Pete at like Iberian and stuff it's usually like 24 25 ish you you know white yeah. people and I'm 34 so like I could bring up 
a, I'll sometimes I'll just say a word and I immediately feel them pull, like pull back and I'm like, <clears throat> dude, you didn't even hear what the bit is about. Right, right. You just heard a word and you because of their age and I get that. That's you know how they are because. I don't know, the internet and shit. They grew up with that. These are buzzwords, and you right. can't say that. And it's like, well, I just I, did, I, and I'm going to make it funny if you would get out of your own fucking head mm-hmm. and just I, stop I, thinking. I hate the word triggered. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a word where I was like, oh, you mean he's an asshole? Because that's the word I grew up with, is that yeah, guy's an asshole. Right. Not, oh, you can't say these words. Or be like, better say it. When I was a kid, the word was, I'm offended. Or offended, <clears throat> offensive, right? This word is offensive, and it's like, okay, we get it. To you, this word is offensive. It does not make you feel comfortable. We get it. At now in fucking 2019, people are just going la 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 la. la. I don't want to hear it. This word triggers me, and I'm like, so you're offended. Just say that. Just yeah. experience the emotion, and then move on with your day. Well, I think they're trying like, to make things their own, which I get. You know. It just sounds like a lazy way to get around being experiencing the actual emotion. Yeah. Because again, oh, yeah. Like, it's about it's about trying to control someone else because you don't want to feel what you wouldn't want to feel. Right. Which we all do. Oh, well, sure, yeah. sure. But it's like when you bring up, uh, I'm trying a bit now about white guilt and like people, like when I, you know, people feel that and they feel guilt. I'm like, why do you, why are you guilty about something that right. happened? You know, slavery. Yeah, it sucked, but it's like, you know what I mean? You should, you shouldn't feel bad about it because you weren't there. You should know that it was a horrible thing. And moving forward, all right, cool. But it's like, like that, but that do doesn't mean again. you can't talk about it because it's like it did happen, and like people like cringe up about sensitive stuff like that. It's like in Germany, they taught like you know. In school, that Hitler was a fucking horrible person. You know what right. I mean? Well, you can so have... like even going over there now. If you bring it up, apparently I've never been, but they, they like adopt like a you know. Yeah, but there, there's a thing a where posture you... of penance, like we're sorry about it. You know right. what I mean? But they, <laughs> like they, at least they're having the conversation though. That's yeah. my argument. Is I go. <laughs> They, you exactly. Go, yeah, you're saying they're not even willing to listen. They right, just they, instantly shut it out because they don't want to feel anything. That's that's right, what I was they, saying is they don't want to feel that in themselves, so they just avoid it altogether. Right. The, I, I have a true. Story, but that's not how you grow, man. Right. You know I, what I mean, I, I have a true story that happened recently where, not like I accidentally punched somebody in the face in the bedroom. This is right. a good story. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm fine. Fuck it. I'll say it. So like. Me Don't say this, anyone's name. Me and this girl were in bed together uh, recently, and I'm having a nightmare or a dream or something that I'm fighting somebody. Oh, wow. And she goes to roll away, and when she does, she pushes me, and I sit up, still dreaming, and I throw a punch, <laughs> and I connected <laughs> with her. Right? Why aren't you laughing? This is hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like... Is this really what happened, or is this what you just put in the deposition? No, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, <laughs> He's like, I have to say it on the recording this way, but I'm going to tell you after the pod, I just wanted to punch no, this no, bitch no. in the face. No, this, oh, this, is, this is really what happened, right? And so, like, immediately... I'm Do you like, have night oh. tears normally or something? No, like, I was just having this one dream that I was fighting somebody. I was dreaming that then, I wanted to punch this girl in the face. <laughs> exactly. And dreams do come true. Ah... <laughs> No, like, I, I was having this one one weird occurrence where I'm having this dream that I'm fighting somebody. 
She pushes me, sit up, still like half asleep, throw the punch, connect. I immediately start freaking out because I'm like, holy shit, what did I do? Like, I'm so sorry. I, You know, I was telling her, I was like, I understand if you don't feel safe here. I am so sorry. Like, I don't know how to apologize enough. And then her response was, oh, it's not that bad. In 30 minutes when my nose stops bleeding, do you want to fool around or something now that we're awake? She said that? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is wrong with me? Dude, you didn't marry her right then on the spot? <laughs> like, you we're going think, to Vegas right now. You don't think it's a... You, know, you want to be with somebody who's like, yeah, come on, bring all the casual abuse. <laughs> fuck it, like... Yeah, I'll take a, a punch in the face for that fuck dick. Yeah. Like, You're like, the packs didn't cover. Just <laughs> <laughs> like... She's like, no, you know. Hi, sometimes. Yeah. And when my nose stops bleeding in 30 minutes and the game's over, do you want to fool around? Or like, no. But, like, that was the thing. It's like, uh, so that happened, and, like, first off, like, my ego starts going, like, dude, how good is your dick? Like, that she's willing to fucking stick around with this. And then for some reason, my self esteem started acting up and was like, Hey man, not for nothing. Like you couldn't knock her the fuck out. Like, <laughs> you had like all the advantages here. Like it was a surprise attack. You're bigger than her. Like you've done boxing before. Like you, you know. And, but the whole reason why I'm saying this is, I can't. I know for a fact that I can't go to Iberian Rooster. You can tell that any joke anywhere. But yeah. I go if I go to Iberian Rooster and tell that joke there's a far greater chance that it is not going to succeed because the moment I go, I punch this girl in the face, somebody in the audience is going to go, burn him! Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I think like, you can't. It's just one of those things that you have to really... I mean, I wouldn't open with it. But, like, right, you gotta, you gotta have them on board kind of thing. Uh, that's what I like to believe is that anyone... I agree. You just completely. have to make them see your point of view. And that's, well, what, and that's the that, hard that, part. That's that hard was part. when I first started... Uh, one of the most difficult things I had was it was especially if you got five minutes yeah well I'm gonna do I'm the miserable guy for five minutes mm-hmm. and it's gonna get dark yeah you know so I I don't know that I ever cracked the code but I had to basically learn how to spend the first two getting them to understand me yeah before I could get into the real fucked up shit yeah and you know then, what I mean you, know, you just let them know like obviously these are jokes but at the same time, there's always going to be some truth maybe in there a little bit. Well, it's um, like... Not with everyone. Like, me, I just silly, goofy. These are dumb thoughts, like you said. Like, right. you have dumb thoughts or silly thoughts, and you just report them, essentially. But it, it, at a certain point in time, it's like, once the train leaves the station, you can usually just steamroll through whatever your train of thought is. Yeah. To be like, hey, man, we're... It, like, okay, I know this bit isn't for you, right? Like... But just sit. You enjoy the first twenty minutes of the show. Yeah. Sit through these five, and then you'll enjoy the next twenty minutes of the show again. Well, that's why I love you Florida because we get so many different audiences here. It's crazy. Like I was just in Pensacola and did like an all black show, and it was oh, wow. like my first time in front of like an all black audience. And you're in fucking Pensacola. These are like old church going. Like so, I did all my clean shit for sure. <clears throat> but then I did do a masturbation joke. But I prefaced it. I was like, "Well, I'm kind of out of clean material at this point. Normally, I'm dirty." And I was, and they were like, "Do it!" And I was like, "All right, cool." They didn't care, so then I did it, and I was like, "All right." And then I did it, and they laughed. You know what I mean? Right. And then I did a dinner show. Same thing. It was like, there are people eating dinner at like seven thirty, and I did all my clean stuff, and I was like, 
I don't really have any like clean jokes that I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I only have dirty left or something like that. And I'm like, do it. And I was like, all right, you asked for it. Yeah. And when I did them, those jokes hit way harder than the other ones. And I think it's because I either told them that or that's what I'm battling with now. Is like, I don't know. Because when I do clean shit, I feel like the audience knows this isn't really me. Yeah. I'm that's... not being real. So then when I get to the shit I really want to talk about or that I think is really funny, they, like, see that, and that's when I do better, because... There, there's a certain amount of, like, the disingenuous nature of, like, I d- like I'm, I'm going to be up here for the next five to ten minutes, and I'm not going to say the word fuck, because I don't say the word fuck. And it's like, someone looks in my face and they go, we know you say that word. Yeah. Like, why, why are you pretending to not say that word? I can see your face screaming the word fuck at yeah. me. That, you know. And that was a hard part I got over, too, when I first started. Because, like, I never saw myself as a comedian. Like, I was just like, I'm the drunk guy at the end of the bar in that town that people deal with. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, that's just Dave. You know, he's a local <laughs> town drunk who always says stupid shit and occasionally it's funny. So that's how I always looked at myself. I'm like, no one wants me. Like, no one wants to hear me talk. Like, I don't have anything interesting to say. And that took a while to get out of that shell. And then finally it's like, no, no, no. I'm better than all of you, and here's why. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, not really like that. But it's like, you have to kind of psych yourself up over that shit. That's what I do, at least. I forget who I was listening to, but like, what uh, I read a thing like a couple months ago that was saying, when you do comedy, you have to act as though you're the mouthpiece of God. Yeah. Where it's like you like you know what's funny. Your that's, Moses like, this or is whatever. The, that's what I've been telling you for years. You just gotta commit to the stupid. Right. <laughs> you just that was always my is <clears throat> like I really believe this stupid fucking shit I'm saying right now mm. <laughs> and you need to hear it. Right. Yeah. You need to know what I'm saying right now. And it's you know, I just told a dog shit joke, but I told it with such fucking conviction mm-hmm. that even if it wasn't funny, you believed that I believed. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. I That's not said. Like I talk about eating pussy. Like so many right. people have jokes like that, but it's like not like mine. You know what I mean? And that's how right. I look at it. It's like I'm very descriptive with it and I use silly names and words and... I think that's the reason why this past year people have liked me talking about fucking the midget. Yeah. It's just because it's like... You know, it, it's a weird thing. Do people get uptight about the word midget? No. Like, I've, I've had like one or two audience members who will go like... Ironically, they were midgets. Right. <laughs> who, who, like, I've had like one or two audience members who are like, we don't call them midgets, but usually I'm like... Well, she called herself a midget, so like yeah, Bridget the midget, you know. Yeah, but, it, but it, it's that whole, I, I, you know, it's that whole thing about convention because it's like this is a thing I did. This is not like me running a bit or whatever on you. This was like I fucked a midget, and then I immediately went like I can't tell anyone that I did this, and then I had sex with a separate midget, and I was like I had to tell everybody that I'm, like I'm cleaning. Well, no, they cancel each other out. It's like math. <laughs> <laughs> Two negatives make a positive. Right. I think it was uh, Alan. I think it was you. We had that conversation of like how many, like how many midgets do you, can you? No, it might not have been you. It might have been somebody <laughs> Doesn't over like at, me. Dunedin. But like we were having some conversation where it was like, how many midgets can you stack up together mm-hmm. in order for it to be a threesome? It's like if you have three midgets on a trench coat, is that like a th- foursome, or did you just have sex with one person? Yeah. And that's where the inspiration for that like. 
Do you think back in the slave times, like, slave owners would look at black and white jits and be like, you're three-fifths of three-fifths of a person? (laughs) 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 Uh, Only three-fifths of your vote counts. That's horrible. (laughs) All right, David. uh, That's probably true, though. I've noticed that a lot of times when we post things about this show, you you tend to like them or even heart yeah, yeah. them. Have are you familiar with our show? Have you listened to an episode of our show? I'm gonna be honest and say no. I okay, I was kind of hoping you had because maybe you could give us a different perspective on this. But you're gonna give us the same perspective everyone does. This is a mascot of a show, of our show, not right. a show. This is the mascot of our show. Uh, this guy, we, we can't spend too much time going over this, but just if you want to give us your reactions to what I've passed across the table to you here, um, you, you don't look happy about I what's just, happening. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> what, do, what do you think it is? Uh, I believe it's Ed the Machine, mm-hmm. Regine, and he's telling a hundred of the funniest jokes he's ever heard. Yeah. And, and how does that make you feel? <laughs> what, what's going on inside of you? <laughs> I don't know. It's, you, you, you seem a little exhausted already. Well, first of all, it's you can't be a machine if you're only repeating jokes you've heard. <laughs> sure. I, you know, I would actually argue the other direction is that you have, you're a 100% right. machine. You have, no, you you have no personality jokes. and thoughts of your own. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I kind of see that. But machines only do what they're programmed to do. Well, well this, bro- is Ed's, this is Ed's programming. He's, he's programmed to tell, to tell hilarious jokes. Yeah, but they aren't his, though, right? You're right. <laughs> you are right about that. So it's you- just 100 street jokes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why don't you give that, why don't you give that some bitch a little crack open and see, what, see what's on the inside for us? God, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Uh, you don't. You don't. <laughs> There's nothing going to jump out at you. Oh, okay. And uh, he, he's looking. He doesn't he's seem He's got right. it labeled, Alan, make him laugh. Uh-huh. He sure does. Do you, do you think that when I see this CD that it uh, inspires me to go make them laugh? Yes. It does. It does. You're right. Do you think so little of Alec that you think a CD from Ed? Yes. Well, I've never seen it before. So. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I haven't been on stage in years, so it doesn't matter. Um, I think some of the names of these jokes are great. What's, what's, what jumps out at you? Cannibals. Cannibals. I think we've heard that one. Cowboy boots. That seems funny. I don't remember right. cowboy boots. Gold urinal. I definitely haven't heard that one. No. Um, mortician. That could be fun. <sighs> Maybe. Have we heard mortician? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, oh, two little people. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't call him Did he call Ed. you on that one, Rafiq? <laughs> I mean, Ed is much more woke. So, <laughs> David, we've been He's going. Twice your age. This guy's old. <laughs> well, man, um, we've been going through these mm-hmm. one by one. We've done twenty nine of them. Okay. With our guests, um, it never ends well. Um, would it surprise you to find out that most of these titles do not actually correspond with the joke on that track? No, that wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't think it would. So, um, we're at number thirty now. It claims to be about an eating habit. Oh, that's um, right up my alley. He's been hitting the last few that we've done. He's been knocking it out of the park with getting the title correct okay, with the right. number. So this actually could be about an eating habit. Okay, it probably isn't. This isn't your dad or something. Is it? <laughs> no, uh, okay. this was bought for me from a family member, 
And I've been making fun of it on a podcast ever since. Okay, good. Because I was like, fuck, man, this is making him laugh. Alan, I was like, is this like your dad? <laughs> like, really like Do you think guy? I look like this guy? I mean, I mean, you know. <laughs> he, All right. he probably was on the road one night and found it. No, I'm kidding. I don't right. know. I, I love the idea of like, been a waitress. <laughs> right. I don't know. Just generationally comedy. Like. I will say, I got it before I forget. Two times in the very recent past, I've seen recent pictures of my face and thought it was my dad. Really fucking weird. I don't like oh, that you, feeling. You look just like your dad. I'm starting to look exactly like my father. I don't look like my dad at all, but I act like him, which scares yeah. the shit out of me. So your dad looks like Jason Alexander? Is that. Do I look like Jason Alexander? Hey, kinda. From Seinfeld? Yeah, I George? mean, like. No. I've never heard this from anyone. Uh, I, I, maybe it's just the. You the heroin. You can say the hairline. Just say it, bastard. <laughs> well, no, he was that, like I mean, he had the horseshoe going. He still has yeah. hair. Yeah, well, it's, it's all thick back here so I, far. I think what it is for me when I look at your face that brings that to mind is I go, it's the glasses and the hairline together somehow inspires that image. He's like a Robert Schmeagel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Schmeigel, okay. Whatever the fuck. All right. Is. You know what? <laughs> I don't like the way this is going. Let's um. That's the first guy with glasses that popped in my head. This is uh, number 30, eating habit. This guy goes to the doctor because he's complaining that his penis looks orange. Oh, God. And the doctor says, well, um, let me take a look. And he takes a look and he says, yeah, he says, I do notice that. He says, uh, has there been any changes in your lifestyle, uh, any changes in your diet? And the guy says, no, mostly I do just what I usually do. Lay on the couch watching porn and eating Cheetos. See, David, uh, what happened was Ooh, the boy. guy was masturbating okay. with right. Cheetos on his fingers. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he stained his penis orange. Uh, Did you get it? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, I guess technically that it could be about an eating habit. I, I don't know. When I think eating habit, I think oh, it's a disorder. David has covered his face. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> good God. What year is this from? This is from like 2016 or something. That's a really good question. Um, it was given to me last year on Christmas. 100%. This is like 2016. <clears throat> Would you be surprised, David, to know that on his website... Uh, Ed has only one CD Available. for sale. We've he used all of his hundred jokes. <laughs> We've become obsessed with Ed. We've looked him up. Has he died? Is he still alive? He's yeah, still he's around, as far as we know. He was in. Four? He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a waiter. For real. Wait, the new Tarantino film? Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> this guy was in a Tarantino movie. This guy has to be connected to somebody. <laughs> like, who's keeping his career alive? <laughs> Um, I don't even know if he had a speaking part. And shockingly, I didn't notice him. I, I can't believe I didn't jump out of my seat and go, Dear God, it's Ed! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys have been following him. For how long now, though? We So I got this last Christmas, and we recorded that episode a couple weeks later. Okay. So yeah. January-ish of 2019, we've been... Well, he might have had makeup on. It looked different, you know. I guess. How old is he? Uh, that I haven't. We haven't delved that far into it. We we went more into watching some of his YouTube stuff, getting an idea of what he actually does on stage because well, he doesn't what? just tell street jokes. Does he, he actually, still tour though? Uh, yeah, as far as we can tell. Well, would you be surprised to know that Ed had a appearance on the Tonight Show <laughs> with Jay Leno as a racist caricature of Jay Leno? <laughs> As a racist version? It was of like, like it, yeah. it was way too late for them to be doing this. They did a thing where it was like, what's the Tonight Show like in India? 
and it was a bunch of like racist stereotypes of oh, Indians, shit. and he was the Jay Leno character right. with a real folky, like phony. Oh, like, no, no, I talk like this. I am from with, India. With like the makeup. On yeah, they browned him up. Oh, and wow. this was like 2008. Like, this wasn't, yeah. you know, in 97. Yeah, shit happens. Right. But it was like, it was like 2007, 8. Like, why did that happen? Yeah, that's, no, that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, th- you think an Ed's catalog of skills. You know, like brown face sounds. I mean, look how old he is, dude. It's just an age thing, man. But what I'm saying is that fucking Jay Leno signed off on that shit in 2008. That's true. That's weird. Well, you gotta realize this is pre-Twitter, right? Twitter didn't start till... Twitter was around in 2008. Come on, man. No, was it? No. Yeah. yeah it's it, it, has, it didn't become the force of censorship that it's become today, but it's... Not even that. That's what people get their news from. Yeah. Like, I saw I this video on Twitter. Yeah, that some jackass shot in the park. Yeah, like, it's dude, not I, real. I, or I, not, not that it's not real. It's like, you didn't get, you saw five seconds of a fucking interaction, and I, I, that I, person I, needs I, to be fired. Dude, I used to have a bit about that, because that shit always pissed me off. Because the idea of, like, imagine if the real news reported shit like Twitter does. Mm. You'd go fucking ape shit. If someone was like, dog fart 23 told us the president has just jerked off into this dude's salad. Here's a photo we found. Yeah. And then you went to people for comments. You'd be like, what the fuck does Look, any of that mean? Not to not to get too far off on this track, but, but like this that's what you're describing is happening. Like, There's a CNN guy who just had to he had to apologize to Donald Trump uh, because he read a tweet about how Donald Trump had signed a loan with Russian oligarchs. It was completely not true. But they couldn't wait to say it on the air. Uh, He's in bed with Russian oligarchs. And then he had to, like, openly apologize for it, like, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, CNN, they're trying to get hip and all this shit. And I get it, because they're trying to appeal to the younger crowd. But it's like, just be boring. It's not just CNN. It's like... All the news things. There were two occasions. Two occasions. How many? Two occasions. The Democratic... Like the party, the convention, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole idea. Look, this is awful, and I'm glad someone is talking about it. But the whole idea of putting the kids in cages—that's that's the phrase you always hear, kids yeah. in cages. It's a bad thing. It's really good that people are talking about it. Yeah. The photos that they were using were from Obama's administration. Yeah. When Obama right. was putting kids in cages, they got called out on it. Took that photo down. Put another one up. That was also from <laughs> Obama's <laughs> administration. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Like you should do your fucking facts. Right, it's like you're the news. Do your like. Right, do your work. Anyway, let's get back to Ed. Let's get back to Ed. Something more soul crushing than kids and sure, sure. We're almost uh, we're almost out of time. Jerking off jokes. (laughs) We got. I do a lot of masturbation jokes, and that's horrible. Well, this this next one won't be any better. First of all, it's very long winded setup. Oh, you will find, if you listen to him enough, you will find that he loves to add detail that does not need to be there. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. If you're going to have a long-winded setup, the punch better be huge, and that was not huge. That was a long-winded masturbation joke. But David, funny... that was one of the 100 funniest jokes he's ever heard. I mean, are you going to argue <laughs> Does he that say is? that that's not his? That's just stuff he's heard. I mean, I think it's clear that these are street jokes. Okay. I don't think anyone buying this would be like, this guy's a genius. He wrote all 100 of <laughs> these. Yes. Well, if they thought he was a genius because of this shit. Uh, this one is called Tarzan. Let's see if it's about Tarzan. Oh, it's going to be racist. Jane discovers Tarzan. Hey! She teaches him English. 
And then one day, Jane asked Tarzan, she said, Tarzan, what do you do when you want sex? Tarzan says, oh, me put in hole in tree. And Jane strips naked and says, Tarzan, why don't you put it in here? And Tarzan looks and then kicks Jane in her vagina. And Jane screams, Tarzan, why did you do that? He said, oh, Tarzan, check for bees. He's used to fucking trees with bees in them. So he kicked Jane in the vagina. Oh, okay. I think I got it. So how how does that joke make you feel? Like, oh, what is is this your goal to bring on comics and torture them with a shitty street show? So Dude, that I was feel like I'm being interrogated by Israelis or some shit, man. So that was not our original intent. This honestly feel like that, like. They always say, oh, they play the same song. I'd rather listen to fucking Nickelback over and over again <laughs> than have to hear a hundred street jokes that are like that. We, so we did an entire episode, our second episode of this podcast is just he and I doing this CD alone. And um, it was like, ama- like we enjoyed how bad it was at first. Yeah. But it didn't take us long to be like, I hate him. I hate myself. I hate this podcast. I want to die. So we always kind of assumed that most of the comics we brought on would have that like smirk. Like, oh, I can't believe this is real. What we have found is that, um, yeah, we're torturing people with this. And that was not not my goal. No, it's all right. Um, It's kind of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. It is amazing to watch how instantly exhausted comedians are yeah when they hear this they just are like out of the gate like oh god like they their body language they go from up to like drooping it's just it's great dude i mean you catch me in middle school this is the funniest shit i've ever seen no that's not even true either because i had had, you know television i had premium blend sure comedy central kids in the hall comic view bet like that's like you could watch comedy all the time on TV. I've watched like so many Chris Rock bigger and blacker specials over and over again because they would play that or um, Dane Cook all the time on like HBO just like looping it. Right. Eddie Murphy stuff. My dad, I remember watching Eddie Murphy like Raw and Delirious when I was like like six. I have no idea what these jokes are except for the ice cream man joke. Oh yeah. I got that. But a lot of the shit where he talks about sex, I have no idea. And then I got older and I'm like, oh, that's what he meant, you know? Because my dad, my parents were young, so like my dad was 18 when I was born. Oh, wow. So when I was like six, he's like 20 something, he didn't give a shit. He's playing all the shit he liked when he was a kid, so. When I, we're, what did we just do? We just did 31. Um, I'm not going to do another one. But uh, out of the 31, there have been several that I went like, oh, I used to tell that joke to my friends when I was like, yeah, sixth grade or below. Some of those I might have told to my friends when I was in third or fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. I remember doing like dead baby jokes when I was in middle school. Right, and it's like dark shit, dude. Like it's weird because like there's part of me that would go, I would, I would have respected Ed if Ed had been like, these are street jokes. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna turn them into like a real thing. <laughs> and I think that hurts. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell a dead baby joke, but I'm gonna make it my own dead baby joke, and I'm gonna. You make wanted him to Rudy Ray Moore it, yeah, and, and, right? But like. Yeah. This is like, this is the lazy man version <laughs> of that, where well, that, he's not adding anything. He's he's adding more words, but he's not adding any essence to no. the joke. 
And it's like a fu- that could be a fourth grader telling those jokes, and it would be way funnier because it's a fourth grader. Right, yeah, because and it's a, cute a man kid, in his sixties like... telling jokes that he heard, you know, when he was in his forties is bananas, not good. You know what? But he, the, the what makes me even more mad, I think, is because I've seen <laughs> I've seen headliners that do jokes like that. Yes, and it and now. Having to listen to them is infuriating because I just start thinking about, like, no, I've seen headliners not do a full hour of it, but have them in their act. And I'm like, really? You couldn't you couldn't do another three minutes? You couldn't come up with another four or five minute bit to fill in? You had to do a street joke in there? And it's just like, it, it, it upsets me. Because I'm not very smart or educated, but I still at least try to write my own <laughs> right. shit. Right. I'm going to fail on my own jokes <laughs> rather than do that shit just to appease an audience. There, there are some... I will say, there are some times where I go, if you want to tell the street joke, right, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it if you've done 99% of your own material and then you just... Steve Eric. Well, Steve Eric prefaces it. Right, where he goes like, hey man, this is just a, like, the show's over. And that's the thing I always respect is he goes like, we've done the show. Do you guys want a joke that you can take home with you? Yeah, and memorize or tell people at work. And that's fine. But like this... That doesn't bother me. This I go, you're going to hear Ed do his act and he's just going to slip one of those in as though it's his... And you're like, oh, fuck you. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, even with a Cheeto joke, you could just hackily Donald Trump it. Right. Right. Donald Trump goes to the doctor's office and he says, oh, yeah, I need, you know, and you just reword it and just, you know what I mean? That's just like low hanging fruit, just not good. It's like, I don't know. Right. Well, thanks for being here. We're really, (laughs) really glad to, uh, just make you have to deal with this. So you first. end every podcast with a low note? Because that's what I'm gathering here. Every podcast. Yeah, right pretty here. much. Read this horrible thing, yeah. and then we're going to listen to these horrible jokes. We loved you earlier, but now we want to send you off on a low note. We're going to end in homspessing. Yeah, Matt Williams, uh, he denied our friendship after we <laughs> <laughs> after we played this friend. I get it, dude. Uh, it, it is always, I'll say this before we fucking wrap up, it is always delightful to you know like you said you watch comics deflate every time but like just the breadth of experiences (laughs) like Mm. watching people experiences it's fucking (laughs) fascinating it's really becoming a sociological experiment right because people could run the gamut between like legitimately depressed and like (laughs) fucking furious No, I get that. That's interesting, you know. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, at a time... But the, the thing that even scares me even more is that there were probably dudes in the 80s that toured with these jokes and got paid thousands upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, probably. To travel and do an hour of this garbage. <laughs> He's still living off that 80s money. Right. Yeah, do you know how jealous I am that I wasn't right. born back then? <laughs> that easy? You could go on a cruise ship and still do these jokes oh, and you would probably no. fucking get paid. No, it's... So tell us how you really feel, Dan. <laughs> I just, I don't, like, that, that, it's just soul-crushing. Like, if you're the comic, <laughs> if you're the comic that's doing that shit, like, there's t- one of two things. One, you really think they're good, and you're just a good comic. Or two, you know they're horrible, and yet you still do it. I feel, you know, that person's way worse, because it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, 
I've heard stories of comics say that they'll go on the road with somebody and they'll feature, and then the headliner will come up to him is like, "Hey, man, you know, um, like after the first show, he'll be like, look, I got, I got kids, I got a wife, I'm just trying to.' F-. It's like they know their act is so hacky. Yeah. They're apologizing to the feature about it, and it's just like if I was a feature, I'd be like, okay, but like, how do you, you know what I mean? That doesn't seem fun anymore for a comic. You know what I mean? That that's when it becomes a job, and it's like, well, you stopped doing a job to do this because right, it was fun, right? And now you've like switched it, and uh, that's depressing. It seems scary. That <laughs> it's real scary. It's like a sellout thing, you know. You see people that sell out, and it's like, well, I could just go up there and do or joke thievery. But Amy Schumer did fucking street jokes on her special. And yeah. they were Patrice's, and it's like Patrice's street jokes. Now I don't know if you wrote those. <clears throat> I don't think I did because I'd heard. A bunch of those before I saw. Yeah, I remember seeing stuff. like in school, like the stupid sex jokes, like jelly donut and all that stuff, mm-hmm. where you punch her in the mouth and. Right. So well, speaking of selling out, is hey, sell out, dude. Yeah, let's sell out some of these. I'm on a podcast myself called How to Die Alone. Oh, so are you gonna have us on the podcast? Oh, way to alone? put him on the spot on yeah, Mike. Yeah. That's good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you've already cool. been on Rafiq. I know, but. Well, we don't like that one, so right, there you go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we don't need another white guy. Yeah. We got too many. Yeah, no. did, didn't you just At replace least one it white was guy honest. with another white guy with a, the same name? Essentially, <laughs> exactly. No, um, I don't know. We you have to talk to Stephen about that. That's always my go-to when people hem me up at fucking open mics. All these young comics. Yeah, yeah. I'm go on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, talk to Stephen. Cool. Make him be the bad guy. Well, we'll see him next week. What's your uh, social stuff? Oh, everything's at not David Wayne on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. Oh, yeah? Get in there with the young crowd. With the kids these days. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like, I would go on there and I'm like, I'm like, I feel too old to even be on here. <laughs> just, you feel like, creepy just you. even opening it? We invented phones and these <laughs> apps. Like, this is because of us, the millennials. Uh, uh, if, you want a, if you want a creepy social media experience... There's a dating app out there called Badoo, which is already fucking terrible. But that's uh, a I remember you thing. telling me about it. Though, they have a they have a thing there where they go, "You want to talk to more people? Live stream. Just live stream whatever you're doing, and that opens up more matches for you. And so you just go on there, and it's a bunch of fucking creepy weirdos <clears throat> with like one hot girl going like, "Look at me cooking." Without a shirt on. You're and you're like jerking off to porn eating right? Cheetos. And you're like, huh. oh my goodness. Like, this is where we're at. This that's is not where new. We're that's chat roulette. They've been doing that for years. Getting... Yeah, but those people aren't trying to date, I don't think. This, oh. is like, yeah. this is like locals in your area can see what you're doing. That's a way to get murdered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm down here at uh, Dunedin Brewery. It's, you know, 8.30 p.m. I'm still here, by the way. <laughs> I don't have my car with me tonight, yeah. so if All you guys want to come. my friends left me. I'm drunk by myself. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Is there any good guys out there that want to drive me home? It's right. like, oh. Boy. All right, boys. she gets in the car and then she stabs him. Oh, can I plug some shows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't know when this is getting played. That's fine. Well, I'll just do the big one. February of 2020. Okay. Um, February 20th. Through the 23rd, I'll be hosting for Pat Garrity at Size Splitters. Nice. So, if this comes out before then, Dying. come out. If it doesn't, awesome. I hope I was good. You were great. Thank you for being here. I am about to piss my pants. My name is Alan Dempsey. And I am Rafiq Shaheen. And this guy's name is... David Wayne. So, about this. So, about this. Huh? So, uh,